Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Good day, everyone. It's Kirk here from Proudmouth. I'll be starting the podcast and I'll be interviewing Matt today. So we'll have some fun. As you can see, I've got my Matt interview clothing gear on if you're watching us on YouTube. And it was a nice little surprise for Matt. I've got the same attire that Matt wears every day doing this. So if you've ever watched us. So we have, I have a question for you, listeners. What would your marketing look like if you weren't feeling frustrated and held back by compliance? Hell, what would your business look like? Here at Proudmouth, we talk to so many advisors who are hesitant to start doing podcasts. You have any kind of influence building activities because they don't know if they can do it compliantly or not. They feel stuck. Today, we're going to learn how you can stay 100% compliant with your marketing and stop feeling held back and how to build better rapport with compliance because you're going to do things uh, that make their lives easier. Yes, you can do that. This is what we know from producing and creating thousands of podcasts, especially Matt, which is why I'm I'm interviewing him. And um, we also learn this from all the social media posts that we do for financial advisors and of the 7,000 episodes, 7,000 plus episodes that Proudmouth has produced and all the 250,000 social posts, well over that now, we have not had any compliance issues. And Matt's going to tell you why. So we have three key things that we want you to learn today. Number one is a mindset shift about how to view compliance. The second one is to make compliance happy. <laughs> so the key things here, and I, this is mad all over it, don't say stupid things. And get your content approved faster and get compliance to love you. Matt will show you how to do that or tell you how to do that. And the third one is that PM's process for working with compliance. We want you to understand what we do. Hopefully you'll learn from that and or say, heck, why don't I just get these good people up in Canada and the U.S. to help us out. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Your little mini-me here. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I do have to say, when you showed up wearing the hat and the shirt, it really, it made like my whole week, dude. So that's just fantastic. Yeah. If you would have showed up with a fake beard, that would have been, anyway, we'll do that. Yeah. So, time, so Matt, this is a really important topic. Most advisors use compliance as a scapegoat and haven't been in the business for as many years as you and I have. We've heard it many times and we have to understand where advisors are at, right? Cause there is some truth to it. There's some reality to that. If you shift your mindset, Hopefully we can change that, but compliance is not the scapegoat and advisors end up not putting the time in for marketing because they're worried about it. So is there a mindset issue here we need to address at the outset and can you give us some thoughts on that? 
Yeah. So it, you and I remember this when we first got into working in financial services. Compliance was the business prevention department. You're, I know you heard that as a marketing and branding expert forever, right? Uh, and I used to hear that as a practice management consultant. And the thing is, things have actually changed. But unfortunately, advisors' minds are still back in the 1900s when it comes to this, because that's when the majority of financial advisors started. Compliance was the business prevention department. They did tell. But here's the deal. So the mindset shift needs to be you need to pull upside of compliance and realize that you need to make friends with compliance. The most successful advisors we work with today have made friends with their compliance departments because, again, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, how to make it a lot easier to go ahead and take long form content and get it approved. But Here's the one tip that I want every advisor listening to this to implement today, which is ask the next level question. So I have a friend of mine here in Kalamazoo. He's an advisor with Cambridge. And I just really love the guy. Him and I have been in networking groups together and we hang out and he's an advisor. And so we were talking about something and he's like, Matt, damn it. The compliance Cambridge came back and said, no, I was like, okay, so you just took that. And he's, what do you mean? They said, no. Yeah, have you ever worked with lawyers before? So you have to ask the next level question. The next level question is always, why is this non not compliant? You have to ask that question every time. When somebody comes back and says, you can't, this is not approved, you have to say why. So that's your first level question. Your second level question, when they come back and tell you why, you have to say, how can I make this compliant? So again, now, is that more work? Is that more time? Yes, absolutely. But once they realize that you're willing and they see that willingness to make those adjustments to make the content compliant, you're going to befriend them quickly and everything gets easier from there. But so many of you just, you get frustrated and you throw your hat and you're like, ah, compliance said, no, you have to ask that second and third layer question. And I believe Kirk, that's a mindset issue. The second level question is the key there because after you asked the first one, I was like, oh no, if you ask a lawyer that question and stop there, <laughs> the opposites can happen. But the second level one is the key because that shows how much you care and respect them. And if, as you know, in anything in life, when you show that kind of respect, mutual respect happens. So that's a great question. Is there a type of medium that advisors are prohibited from creating due to compliance? Because we've heard stuff like this before too. This is unfortunately going to be a little bit more of a monologue, and I'm going to apologize for that ahead of time. Is I got a lot of ground to cover here. The medium itself only causes issues because it taxes the compliance department to review it in a more deep manner. So what we do here at Proudmouth is we help advisors create long-form content and then take that long-form content and chop it up in smaller pieces to make shorter pieces of content. That's how you accelerate your influence. That's how you go from scale skeptics to fans. But when compliance departments look at the volume of the content, it makes it, they get overwhelmed. I don't have 30 minutes to listen to an episode. Uh -huh. We have a solve for that. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But the interesting thing is it's not just the media, but it's also the medium in which the advisors get their content out. And most of it really is what is part of the compliance guidelines. So I'll give you two examples. So two humongous broker dealers, Ameriprise and Raymond James, we have a relationship with both of them and we work very well with their level of compliance. If you're going to talk about restrictive, they're probably two of the larger, more restrictive organizations because they're just super big and you have to deal with the lowest common denominator of advisors. 
So when they have an advisor podcast, there's really only two places the advisors can use as a medium to get their podcast out there, which is Spotify and YouTube. And here's why. Because Spotify and YouTube actually have controls on the back end where I can turn things off ratings and reviews and comments, because that's where compliance gets really scared. Because usually when you syndicate your podcast out into the world, it goes all over the place. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pandora, all of these places. And it's a nightmare for compliance to have to go back out to all of those places and to go ahead and take screenshots. And, and come on, you think about that. That's reasonable, right? So having a multi, very minor or not minor, two channels that you can go ahead and distribute your stuff, which by the way is the number one podcast player, the number two podcast player in the world, which is Spotify and which is YouTube. So listen, you're winning, right? But you can't do things like Apple won't let you turn off comments, ratings, or reviews. They won't do it. Apple doesn't like you making changes to their crap at all. Anyway, so that's number one. I also want to talk about places that are not compliant, and, and, but I'm going to tell you why they're not compliant. So you look at a lot of advisors want to start using Instagram and Instagram Reels. By the way, that's entirely compliant. Archiving is very easy to do on all of those. Uh, they Compliance might not understand the ease, which is why you can go ahead, and if you're a client of ours, we actually have conversations with compliance departments on a regular basis. YouTube Shorts is entirely compliant. Facebook Reels is entirely compliant because the archiving programs that you're already using actually apply to those. The one that is not, which is where most of you want to go, is TikTok. And the reason why is because TikTok doesn't let you archive anything. So any external API cannot go into TikTok, take screenshots, and go ahead and do that. I believe that there are a lot of advisors right now taking big risks with TikTok. I don't recommend it. Should we be there and should we be sharing our thought leadership and influencing people to make better financial decisions, Kirk, absolutely. But until we can do it in a compliant manner, but, that's not. So yeah, but Aaron, go ahead. Aren't the TikTok advisors just what they're doing is they're using a DBA for their TikTok channel? <laughs> so I you really are. And holy crap, we... I can't tell you how many times we've been on sales calls, Kirk, and they're like, my broker dealer won't let me podcast. I'm just going to do this as an OBA or a DBA. I'm like, okay, so do you know what Pandora's box you're opening with that? And yes, actually, the majority of people who are on TikTok are not licensed. So they're just... It's like getting advice from your aunt. No, it's never your aunt. It's always your aunt. Unlicensed advisors on our, on our podcast must just get blood boiling yeah. from our audience. It drives us crazy, but more importantly, somebody will come in and you'll have a client meeting and they'll say, I saw this person on TikTok who said that I need to take all of my money and put it into cash value life insurance. Really? Yeah, because they're a life insurance salesperson, of course, right? They're not really, and they're not fiduciaries anyways. So please understand, TikTok is the one place that's off limits. Will it ever be able to be uh, in play? I don't know. Just don't worry about it. Focus on where your ideal client lives. Is that Instagram? Is that Facebook? Is that on LinkedIn? Is it Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now? What a terrible rebrand, Kirk. We can have a whole podcast on that anyway. I just can't believe that. He I don't want. I don't want to give it the yeah the time. Sorry. So <clears throat> anyway. Go where you the can. The, the attention, I yeah. suppose. Go where you can, everybody. Go where you can. It is entirely compliant. Just try to make it as easy for them, which we're going to be getting into here in a couple more questions. But Kirk, I'm going to I'm going to punt this back to you. What do you think about this? Is there? Do you think video is at, is as easy as podcasts to be able to get approved? But 
in your world when you were doing marketing and branding and stuff, what were some of the biggest roadblocks from a compliance standpoint that you used to hear? Oh, it, it was a lot easier because we were doing static content, but now we're doing more slightly dynamic content, right? It's not live, so it's not truly dynamic, but there's a lot of it. I think really prior to starting Proudmouth, most advisors that we, I think we've told this story before, we struggled. I saw content as a big thing dec two decades ago. Like I wrote a paper and that launched my consulting company. And it was really difficult. Over those years, I built brands for, I always tried to get people to start building content because I called it proving their brand depth. And it was really a struggle to find anybody that would actually commit to producing content. So what was happening is almost everybody was buying canned content articles. And back, the thing was, everything was already pre-approved. So every article an advisor would put on their website, typically 99% of the time was already pre-approved. So compliance wasn't really a big deal. Now it was from a have your own brand in your own website perspective, but not really the same as what it is now. And it's funny is there were never any compliance issues then, but in all the copy that we wrote, we had stuff come back all the time for compliance. I guess I just wasn't as smart as you. <laughs> we fixed it all. So it wasn't really a problem. And lots of times compliance departments were prepared to work, but it was definitely that mindset was there that it was very prohibitive to the business and we just focused on doing what we could and sometimes we couldn't work with people and they wanted to which was unfortunate but so there we've developed a lot of best practices around this and what are some of them that you have or that we've built here that you've helped Proudmouth build that help make advisors content compliant so the, fir the first thing, again, is every advisor who's listening to this knows exactly what they're allowed to say, but your fierce entrepreneurialism makes you want to push those boundaries. And what I'm going to tell you right now is just stop doing that stupid shit. I'm sorry. You just got to stop it. What, what, are you, what are you doing? You're making your life more difficult. It's like poking a honey badger. What the hell are you doing? Stay freaking away from the honey badger, right? That's what compliance can be, especially if you're consistently poking them. Then what I had said in point number one is you're never going to be able to build a relationship with them because you're always pissing them off. We have a proprietary, I'm just being fully transparent, list of words and phrases that my, our team from a post-production standpoint, scrub our transcripts to make sure that people aren't saying things. And, and again, a lot of times for us, just so all of you know, what we're always looking for is, of course, promissory statements. We look at every statistic. I want everybody to know that if you say blankety blankety blank 42%, we're going to look to see if 42% is within the range. And a lot of times, just so everybody knows, we will bounce that back and say, you need to prove this. Where is your documentation? Because if you're using any sort of statistics, you have to have statistical relevant data to back it up. So I want you to stay away from all of that entirely, right? The other thing that I really want you to avoid is when you tell stories, because we have something called the perfect podcast formula here. 
storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. When you're telling stories, you need to purposefully say at the beginning of the story, hey, I'm changing the names in some of the situations to protect my client's privacy. You're good. They're going to check that box. Holy crap, that advisor is really thinking about it. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, now this is going to upset some of you, and I'm just preparing you for that. You got to stop trying to say timely information. Nobody is going to your podcast to find out what happened in the market today. Guess where they're going to go? They're going to go to CNBC. They're going to go to the Wall Street Journal. They're going to go to Barron's. They're going to go to all of those other places, right? They're not going to go to you for that. That's not what your content in this influence journey that we want to help you with is going to help you on. It is timeless bits of wisdom and nuggets that you're going to consistently place over time, 18 to 24 months, for you to accelerate your influence. It is not about what is happening today or even this week. It, you need to take that long marketing view for this slow marketing to work. Yeah, there's uh, lots of things to pay attention to, but nothing really that complicated. It's Matt jumping in for just a second. If you're an advisor, you work in the expertise economy where influence is like oxygen. Influence is how you prove your expertise so more people want to work with you without you having to convince them. To find out how much influence you have right now, take our free five-minute test and get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmouth.com to start. So Matt, can you explain how Proudmouth, so like the processes and the best practices that we've put in place and you've been instrumental in helping us do that. Can you uh, go through the highlights of how we keep content compliant? So first off, I think it's been apparent. I'm a total nerd about this stuff. I freaking love compliance. I love navigating this conundrum of issues. We have three areas of, actually we have four areas of redundancy when it comes to compliance. Okay. Four areas of redundancy. The first area of redundancy is the actual recording itself. Our professional co-hosts and producers are specifically trained to listen to make sure you're not saying that stupid stuff. Okay. And they will push back and say, stop during the recording. If you're really getting too close to the line, the second area of redundancy is you, the advisor, you know what you're allowed to say, stop saying the stupid stuff. Number three, we take the podcast and we transcribe that. And in that transcription, we have the no, no words and the no, no feeling uh, that we actually run that through a human being to make sure that is not, you're not violating any of that stuff. We do all three of those before it ever goes to compliance. Then the fourth area of redundancy is compliance itself, which is why when Kirk was dropping those big numbers earlier on the show, we don't have compliance violations because we do not publish. Actually, you know what? There's five. I need to change this. And the fifth one is we don't publish anything until we get that compliance approval. I guess that's number four. But so we've got these four areas of redundancy in place to make sure. And when you're talking to your compliance department, you say, when we work with Proudmouth, we have four areas of redundancy. They love that. That's compliance, absolute language. Last but not least, 
we're going to force you to be better in a compliant manner. And this is answering the question. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but when you practice and you do your show on a regular basis and you get that reinforcement that you're putting out good compliant information, it's going to make you want to do more good compliant information, right? That's really one of those kind of underpinning philosophy, psychological things that we're messing with your brain with. Because we want to reinforce that you can create more contact, you can accelerate your influence, and how do you do that? It's by doing it in a compliant way, playing nice in the sandbox with those people, right? So I'll give you, I'll give you a quick example. So we have an advisor who actually works in a, a rather highly regulated, more regulated than others. So they're actually with a broker dealer. I'm not going to say which broker dealer it is. So the broker dealer came back after we went through our due diligence and our areas of redundancy and the broker dealer had said, this is not compliant with one of those blanket things. We're not approving this. So we, they went back. Okay. Why is this not compliant and what can I do to make it compliant? And after we got to that second question, all of a the sudden they would start highlighting things. This is getting a little close, too close to a promissory statement. You're making statements here that we think are, are actually not entirely true. And it was such a wonderful learning experience for the advisor because they were like, man, if they could hear me in a client meeting, right? I say this stuff all the time and you very rarely have those checks and balances. And we're very proud that we help with those checks and balances because one of the things that working with Proudmouth really does is it makes you a better advisor, makes you a better listener, makes you ask better questions. And it also makes you refine your talking points and if you can do all three of those things in a compliant way, you're just going to be more successful. A lot of info there, dude. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was no, a huge brain dump, brother. Is this really about what they are saying or is it more about where they can say it? Like the, the hesitation, the mindset? It's where, not what. You also have to remember that the people who are reviewing this are people and they have a workload and most of them are terribly overworked. So that's why we try to make it as easy for you as possible. You need to give them the time to review the stuff, but you also need to be okay with when they tell you this is the only place that you can publish and produce and syndicate your podcast or your content because you have to teach them and show them that you're willing to play nice. And after you play nice for six to nine months, you can start <laughs> trying to push the envelope. Now, there's one other thing that I really want to say about this which is Aristotle is famously says, one does not a trend make. So many times you as the financial advisor have gotten your hand slapped by compliance one, maybe two or three times. So what, what do you do? You just freaking give up. And I'm challenging all of you right now to say, look, you didn't give up on your business. You didn't give up on sales. You were persistent, making sure you're closing business. You need to do the same thing. So you're compliance. saying three times is not a trend either. <laughs> If you know me pretty well, 10 times is in the trend, well, but whatever. So perseverance, don't give up after three slaps. That's what Matt's saying. So think of a quote for three slaps. <laughs> You're not out after three slaps. How's that? Yeah. What is the next step to be able to create compliant content for our listeners? There's two things. <clears throat> and this is going to be a full court press. I'm just telling everybody right now, listen, we, we are in business to grow our business. We're in the business to help advisors stop being the best kept secret in their area, but most importantly, to help them accelerate their influence so they can close more business, right? That's it. That is the reason why we exist. That's who we are. And that's what we do. And you have two ways to be able to start really creating compliant content. The first one is enroll in the Pod Rocket Academy. 
We teach in the academy every, we have 40 hours worth of courses. In fact, it's going to be 43 uh, when I get done with this new course, because we have a really, really long marketing tactics and measurement to really make sure that if your marketing is working or not, I'm currently working on that course right now. When this goes live, it'll probably be done, but you can join the pod rocket Academy. Now you can join for free for a limited period of time. But you can also join at our regular level, our paid level. And the reason why I want to highlight that is because I have two examples of people who used our academy. They did this on their own and they created some really powerful shows, but they came to office hours and you have to pay for that, right? I'm not going to give all of the stuff away for free. Yeah. Can you share their stories? I, 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 um, the, and the yeah. So yeah. So one of them is Andrew Hatherly, which we've talked about actually before on this podcast. So he has the Great Divorce podcast. He was recently on Brian Portnoy's podcast. I don't know if you know who he he actually has a very large podcast, probably in the top 10% of podcasts for financial advisors. And he asked Andrew to come on to talk about not just the podcast, but talk about him specifically. And Andrew specifically said, the Pod Rocket Academy and team have played an integral role in getting me from thinking about the podcast to actually doing it. I recommend any financial advisor who wants to do it themselves, take advantage of, of going with the Pod Rocket Academy. Dr. Crosby has been a guest on another guy's show across the pond. He's outside of London. His name is Dan Halet. Dan has a wonderful show, but he's brought on Carl Richards and Daniel Crosby. And, and he's got really big names. He's only a year in Kirk and he learned how to do all of it. In fact, I'm going to quote him here. The Pod Rocket Academy has been a massive and vital help in getting my podcast and other marketing off the ground. And so our Pod Rocket Academy is absolutely remarkable. I can't believe we have almost a thousand people in there now, but I, we need to have 10,000 advisors, just like all of you listening to take advantage of that. So if you want to do it yourself, that's the key. But if I'm going to quote somebody who I love dearly and uh, respect a lot, which is Dan Sullivan, it's who, not how, right? All of you are capable of doing this on your own. We know that you're wicked smart people, right? But does that mean you should? And for those of you who actually have the resources and do like to delegate to fellow experts, you really should go ahead and reach out to us. <clears throat> All you have to do is uh, email Mark, who's our influence liberator and national sales manager, Email him at marketproudmouth.com. Connect with him on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Go on our website, fill out the form. But listen, if you really executed everything that we do for you, it's 60 hours of labor a month. So do the math, right? So if you're at 60 hours paying somebody minimum amount of money, which, dear God, I hope none of you do, right? And you have to manage them and you have to give them benefits and all of that sort of stuff. And they have to stop doing the other things that you need them to do. You really just need to outsource it to us. We have graphic designers, audio editors, video editors, professional team of writers. We've got a grant or an Emmy winning podcast co-host who actually can help ask you the right questions to get your podcast off the ground until you take it over yourself. We have the team in place to really help you with it. And listen, you just need to ask yourself, is it really worth your time to do it yourself? Most of the time it's not. Hire the experts. As Kirk said, we've done thousands of episodes and, and hundreds of thousands of social media posts. This is who we are and this is what we do. Emmy award-winning podcast interviewer? Yeah, that's Mike, our new guy. Did you know that he has an Emmy? He's got an Emmy. He's an Emmy award-winning broadcaster. Did you say Mike? Uh, you Did don't... you just say Mike? Yeah. You mean Bill? Damn it, Bill. Oh my God. I hope we edit that out. Nah, we don't need to edit that out. Why would for I think any of the, For any of the true proud <laughs> listeners that hang on to the very end, 
I hope that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Bill. Why did I think Mike? He looks like a Mike, maybe. But anyway, yeah. Dude, I think he, I remember he, he, hearing that. Yeah. He's well, wonderful. So he didn't actually, all, all of our podcast co-hosts are they're, they're so much fun. They're so pro professional, right? We got some good news, some really cool news. Andrew Hatherley was on main stage at big conference about talking about his expertise. We love hearing stuff like that, man. It's fun to see our people succeed and we want more. So if you want to be talked about on our podcast with this kind of adulation, come hang out with us at podrocketacademy.com. Matt, thanks for giving us your wisdom. And most of all, thanks for sharing that wisdom with the Proud Mouth so that we can do some really cool stuff for financial advisors. Appreciate you. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Please go to podrocketacademy.com. Sign up. Right now there is a free level. You're more than welcome to pay for higher levels. We would love that too. And have a great day. We appreciate you. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Podrocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.